Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. I am your host. Thank you for checking us out this afternoon. Got a lot of stuff we're going to get into today. We're supposed to talk with Kevin Fitzgerald from um, the SEC Network previewing the South Carolina basketball game tonight. Gamecocks have won six out of their last eight games as they go uh, on the road tonight to play the Georgia Bulldogs. The cool part about playing the Georgia Bulldogs is you get to see Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is projected to be a first-round pick. So that's something to look forward to if you're into that kind of thing. If you like to go and see guys in their college state before they go to the pros and make money... Anthony Edwards is a guy that is projected to be near the top of the NBA draft. So go and see this guy before uh, before he heads off to the pros. I don't think he's going to have an opportunity to have his March Madness moment as the Bulldogs come into this game at uh, their. I think they're like right. At, I got to look at their exact record, but. They're not a very great basketball team this year, to be honest with you. But uh, Kevin Fitzgerald from the SEC Network is supposed to join us here momentarily. As uh, yeah, George is at twelve and eleven. That's that's not what you want. So this guy's probably hoping to. I mean, you know how a lot of guys like last year, Jean Morant had his opportunity, and he got to uh, to shine a little bit in the in the big dance. Didn't have that great of an opportunity um, for some guys, though, because like with Anthony Edwards here, he is not probably going to make the tournament. So watching this game tonight for South Carolina, a big thing for the Gamecocks here is I guess just stay focused. You know, they won six out of their last eight games. It'd be, it should have been... Seven uh, seven out of their last eight, to be honest with you. The Ole Miss game doesn't really make a lot of sense. Ole Miss, of course, 
Not a very good basketball team as well. But Kevin Fitzgerald's supposed to join us here momentarily from the SEC Network. And he'll break down the South Carolina game with us. And uh, we'll figure out uh, what his thoughts are. He's been around the league, probably seen Edwards play a good little bit. And we, uh, we'll get his commentary here shortly. As it's kind of throwing me off, we're supposed to go right at 3 o'clock. That's all right, though. We'll make it happen out regardless. Other things we'll get into today, as we speak right now, the Clemson softball team is on the field in their inaugural home opener. They're playing Western Carolina. We'll try to give you updates on that throughout the day. It's kind of interesting, though, with that. You know, with softball, they say they've sold out the majority of their tickets up there for that. And I think it's kind of a... It may be just kind of a, people are looking at it as a novelty thing. They haven't really, haven't had softball there in a while. But the team's playing pretty decent. I think they're two and three on the season. A lot of times when you play as, it's, I think of it as like an expansion team in the, in the NFL, nobody expects much out of you. So, We'll, cut, we'll try to keep you up to date on that as well this afternoon, as well as several other things. Clemson, by the way, plays tonight against Pittsburgh. No telling where the uh, whether or not Amir Sims is going to play. And, of course, when you have your, your best player and they're out, that can do a lot to hinder you a little bit. If Clemson is going to win, they're going to have to do a couple of things. The Pitt team is one of the worst as far as giving up offensive rebounds. So they're going to have to rebound the ball a good little bit, I would think. If you look at just the stats, uh, Trey Jeminson is a guy that automatically sticks out to me. I mean, he's probably going to get more minutes with if Amir Sims can't play. But Jeminson can do a couple of things. Well, first of all, he's, he's a big body, so he can get in there and hopefully get some boards for the Tigers. But he can also uh, pitch out, meaning like uh, the old Orlando Magic style of basketball. That's kind of what, what the uh, Clemson team is looking for from Jemison tonight. And you know what? The guy they're going to have to get the ball to, in my opinion, is Alex Hemingway. This guy is um, a guy that... When he's on the floor, he shoots the ball pretty well. And I think that he needs to take some of those shots from three-point land that Tevin Mack has been getting. Tevin Mack is great off the dribble. He's great getting into rebounding. He's He does a lot of things well. But as far as shooting the three, I mean, he's hot and cold. I think that Clemson needs to give Alex Hemingway a chance tonight to... Uh, Square it up and see if he can um, help keep the Tigers in this game. Now, I think the line on this game is Pitt is favored by like three and a half, something like that. Uh, I, I think that Clemson has more than enough capability to go in and get this win. Jeff Capel has done a great job up there at Pitt. I think they've, they're in the position now where I think they've won as many games this year as they won last year, and we still have the rest of this month to play, so they're probably going to be finished better than they did last year, obviously, but that's what we're looking at with the Clemson team tonight. By the way, let's uh, take a quick call here, I believe. That's our buddy Kevin 
uh, Fitzgerald. Let's get to the phones. And good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. Hey, Rob, it's Kevin. Good hey. to talk with you, my friend. Hey, Kevin. How are you, buddy? It's good to hear from you. Hey, excellent. I tell you what, man, I was, I, I'm, I'm teeing them up softly for you today. I'm going to let you uh, go back to your baseball days and knock them out of the park, my friend. How's that sound? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So South Carolina plays Georgia tonight, and uh, they're going to play against Anthony Edwards. Uh, you've probably had an opportunity to see him on the floor. How special of a player is he? Yeah, I, I think he is special, and I, I have had a chance to see him, to be honest. I may have seen one of his better performances of the season. He went for about, oh, if it wasn't 30, it was probably 25 or so against Tennessee a couple of weeks back. But I think, Rob, what's most, uh, what stands out most to me about Edwards is, is his body. I mean, the size he's, he's built, he has got an NBA ready body at the age of 18. I think that is what typically is going to vault you into the conversations when you are a freshman, when you are 18 years old, uh, for, uh, being a top pick in, in an NBA draft. Like you, you clearly have to have that, uh, the natural ability. And, and Anthony has that, like, he's got a, a well-built frame. He's ready for that league. I think right now from a physical standpoint, a lot of it comes down to maturity. So, And because of that, he can get to the rim very easily and sometimes with little resistance. Um, now, here's my one critique. I, he likes to shoot the three. And I would think Tom Crean may say this as well, probably too often this year. Um, I think if Anthony can balance just a little bit better, and, and look, we're critiquing somebody who's 18 years old who has a long future in the NBA ahead of him. Um, but we critique because it's one of those, hey, is, is, he a first, is he a first overall pick? You take him second, so on and so forth. So when you are a front office, you've got to determine what you like and don't like about a player. But I think his, his, if there was a little more balance, and, and he'll soon get there in his game between, hey, let me attack more, um, let me shoot from time to time, I think that will bode well for him. But I'm just impressed with just the physical maturity. Like He's, he's ready to go at the next level right now some coaching and as he grows up a little more uh, from a maturity standpoint, that's only going to benefit him. So yeah, South Carolina is going to have its hands full with Anthony Edwards. Like every team has had this season. Well, we say that, but Georgia's 12 and 11. I mean, yep. not, not to, not to mock the, the Bulldogs here, but they've got what I think is uh, probably the, uh, I, and I, I hate putting a moniker on this guys, but you've got a top five pick and you're 12 and 11. What is, what are the Bulldogs doing wrong? Well, they are a very young team. I think that's – look, when you have a player like Anthony Edwards, I don't think it's the answer to every single one of your um, concerns or problems. Now, he can help you win games. Is he somebody that can win every game for you? I think that's a heavy responsibility. That's a heavy burden to place on any player. But Georgia is very young. Edwards is a freshman. Their starting point guard, Xavier Wheeler, is a freshman. They've got a couple other players. One of their starting forwards is a freshman, Tumani Kamara. So it's a young team, I think, that needs to be taken into consideration when you, when you just look at a record. Well, wait a second. They've got potentially the, the first overall draft pick next June. I, I don't think that influences the record as much as you may think, considering how strong the SEC is. Look who Zion Williamson had around him yesterday, uh, last year. 
he had two other lottery picks around him. Now yeah. that is not the case. <laughs> that is not the case for Georgia. So, and I'll tell you, Tom Crean is, it coaches this team up pretty darn hard. So it's, it's one of those where I bet he's, uh, you know, when, when he sits back at the end of the day and looks and says, gosh, we, we've lost some close games. I know that's going to bother him, but it is a very young team. And so you can, you can turn young teams over. You can disrupt young teams. Edwards has been prone to turn the ball over at times this year as well. So I think it's more so because of the youth than, well, wait a second, what's wrong with Anthony Edwards? I agree with you on that, but uh, Coach Martin was talking the other day about how it's going to be like a track meet. Uh, is that the kind of um, offense they're trying to run, just run, 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 and how can the Gamecocks kind of slow them down a little bit? Yeah, I can see that, and that's been Frank's message to his team the last several seasons. We want to play faster as well compared to maybe uh, three or four years ago. So I, I, I can definitely envision it being a somewhat of a high possession if the shots are falling a high-scoring game tonight uh, down at Athens. Uh, there's, there's been some really good – South Carolina's had some really good battles against Georgia over the years, um, you know, in years past when during the Cinderius-Thornwell era. But, yes, these are two younger teams than a few years ago. So I can see it being a high-possession game. Now because of the, the, the surge, if you will, of a player like Jermaine Kusnar, that, that only um, accelerates the pace that South Carolina plays at as well. You know, I think, I think Kusnar maturing a little bit and playing more comfortable, he's playing freer as well. I think that kind of has, has aided South Carolina from an offensive standpoint. Plus, you look at some of the games they've been in, uh, they've been somewhat, or South Carolina, I should say, has done a better job of scoring. So this team has won four out of its last five. When you stretch it back a little bit more than that, they've won six out of their last eight. You know, I tell you, you start to just look back. If you're a fan, this is, uh, you know, you naturally do this when, when your team surges, right? You start to look back and say, well, if we had one here. Well, if we had this one right here. So, again, you, you kind of peek back at that Stetson game or that, and that BU game, and that's probably why the resume is hampered right now for South Carolina. But, look, chances, right? That's what you have left. When you look at a schedule, South Carolina has eight games left on its schedule. It's got LSU. It's going to be on the road at Alabama and Mississippi State. So there are opportunities for South Carolina to continue. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You to bolster the resume, you know, the margin for error is thin as it is for a lot of teams at this point in the season. You know, with that, though, there are a couple of other games on the SEC tonight, uh, from the SEC tonight. Alabama and Auburn. You know, Alabama comes in at 13-10, and 10, but they handed Auburn their first loss of the season and, and blew out the Tigers. Yeah, I don't know about you. I don't think many Tiger fans are, uh, have forgotten about that one. You know, there was, uh, if you, and you look back at that game too. The free throw disparity was no, uh, the, the the free throw uh, attempt disparity was was no question. Kind of swung in Alabama's way. So look, at, at any point, anytime Alabama and Auburn are on a a a, a court, a field, 
a you know where else a, a, a if they're track, playing yeah if they're you know, playing jacks be, right. whatever yeah wherever exactly it's going to be pretty heated so I'll tell you what I love Samir Dowdy's reputation growing as a clutch player senior for Auburn I think this guy is he, he's definitely taken his game to another level this year no question about it but he's kind of built this reputation as being a clutch player so keep an eye out for Dowdy he was instrumental in that. You know, it was a win, then it was a loss, then it was a win, then eventually Auburn hangs on and beats Auburn over the weekend in overtime. It looked like the outcome of that game swung back and forth about uh, heck half a dozen times in the final few minutes and then in overtime as well. So that is a, a what I think is going to be a compelling game later tonight. Alabama, it's a streaky team. I, I, you know, and, and I hate to use that word. It's kind of a generalized way of, talking about a team, but they do go through stretches where they can't buy a bucket and it's similar shots. It's Kyra Lewis attacking the rim. It's John Petty taking threes. Uh, I think consistency has got to be the key for Alabama moving forward. Um, And it will be key tonight offensively, especially on the road against Auburn, which is basically turned into, you know, if we're going to keep Rupp arena at the top, that's like the second best atmosphere in the SEC right now or home court advantage in the SEC right now. I agree with you on that. I mean, um, I, I still like uh, what the O'Connell Center, I think is what they call it down in Florida. I've been to a couple of games there. and But back when they were like, when they had like Joaquin Noah and those guys, they are a, a great, great team there. But speaking of Florida, they go they on the road. Joakim Noah. They could use they could use me or you to go and get some rebounds right now because that seems like where they're kind of flat. But Florida's on the road at Texas A and M, and I hate to use the term "do or dive" if you're going to make the tournament. But if Florida drops this game, there's there's going to be some problems on the home front. Rob, this stuff is so scientific now, and you know our our my colleague at ESPN, Joe Lunardi. When you look at it every selection Sunday, he's right like 99% of the time when it comes to projecting the tournament field and those teams that just get in and are sitting on the bubble. I mean, right now, I, I, I say all that to preface this point. Florida right now is projected as a 10 seed. It's got some great wins. And I believe it's still the strongest overall schedule of the SEC. If it's not one, it's, it's two. And, and you start to look, you start to do the math. They're sitting there right on the, on the 10 line, had a rough loss to Ole Miss earlier this week. You're on the road against Texas A&M, which is a better team than most people understand. Sometimes this is reputation-based. That's a good team. It's, a, it's going to be what would be a quality road win, uh, but it's not one you want to drop, especially at this stage in the game. I, I mean, look. We, we sometimes sit here and go, well, look at the strength of schedule, this, that, and the other. This time, you better win games. This time of year, you better win games um, because you don't want to be that team sitting there on Selection Sunday saying, well, but look at all, look at this, this, and this. How could the selection – well, win the games right now. That's what's most important. So this is a quality opportunity for Florida to pick up a road win, as you said, Rob, kind of uh, coming off of a disheartening week. I agree with you on that. You know, a couple of other, uh, uh, a couple more questions here for uh, Kevin Fitzgerald from the SEC Network. We appreciate him joining us here on the rundown. The when I look at bubble teams in the SEC, I mean, Florida is right there. Do you have another that's kind of sitting there, and you're thinking, man, if they could just do a little bit here or there, they could be in the tournament? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think Kentucky, LSU, Auburn. Again, a, a, a barring. <laughs> 
three injuries to starters. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's pretty certain that those three are going to wind up in the tournament fields, and not just that, probably six seeds end up. Florida, uh, Arkansas right now, those teams are projected in the field, but you know it's, it's a little wobbly right now. The, the next that you have to look at, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina, uh, they've all elevated their play, I think, in recent weeks in, in SEC play, South Carolina specifically. Tennessee had an impressive home win last night. Uh, Mississippi State went the wrong direction after a loss yesterday at Ole Miss. But those are the next teams. I would think it's safe to say, again, you look at just the odds of something like this happening. Of those four teams, I bet one would get in. You know, you get to the point this season where your teams are playing one another. They will see one another in the SEC tournament. Odds say that one will kind of elevate out of that pack. I think it's unreasonable to say the SEC is going to get seven teams in the tournament field. I think six right now sounds most likely. And it's going to be based on, of those four teams that I mentioned, who plays the best down the stretch. Mississippi State had a lead, had a double-digit lead yesterday at Ole Miss in the first half. They end up losing by 25. So that's one of those where, look, it comes down to can you get it done on the road? Can you face adversity and win? That wasn't the case yesterday for Mississippi State. All right, my final question for you this afternoon here on The Rundown. Uh, goes from last night, uh, and we'll flip to the ACC for a quick second here. North Carolina, my friend, is an absolute dumpster fire. They are 3-10 and 10 in conference play. They got blown out by Wake Forest. And normally I would say, just looking at it, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe something happened with Wake, whatever. But when I watched the post-game press conference from Roy Williams, he looked like a beaten man last night. Yeah, look, Roy's had a very, um, look, iconic career, a a winning career as a head coach. There are certain circumstances. We kicked this conversation off talking about Georgia and Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards got hurt at any point this year, missed a month and a half. I don't think Georgia's record is 12 and 11. UNC had a player in Cole Anthony who missed – what did it end up being about a month and a half or so? Yeah. And that was when this team started trending downward. So it's, it's kind of one of those, you know what? I've had this conversation with Rick Barnes and he's mentioned like, look, there were, there were seasons in the past where I, 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 you know, maybe not intentionally, but knew going into a season. All right, this team is built around one player. If that player experiences any sort of misstep and injury uh, suspension, whatever um, it, you know, your team can, uh, trend down pretty quickly. And, and I, you know, if you look at North Carolina this year, the troubles really started accelerating, if you will, when Anthony went down. Um, you know, he is their offense most of the time this year for North Carolina. And as good as Garrison Brooks has been this season, you know, he's not a point guard, he's a forward. So that happens. I mean, sometimes there are circumstances where, look, you've got a key player. Um, something unforeseen may happen. Uh, Cole Anthony missing a month and a half in the season. So it, it happens that way sometimes. These are the things that you have to just understand, I guess, when as a fan that can happen during a season. And, and I kind of, you know, I empathize with Roy a bit. I, I understand what you're saying. He's not happy about it as well. And um, clearly evident by the most recent game for the, for the heels. Kevin Fitzgerald from, of course, the SEC Network. Where's your next game at, bud? 
Hey, it is this Saturday, LSU and Alabama. We're going to be on the Deuce, ESPN2, so uh, come have some fun with Sean Farnham and I. Looking forward to catching And that is Saturday. Saturday's game. Looking forward to catching that game with you, man. Hey, I appreciate you taking some time out for us here on the Rundown. Hey, always enjoy, Rob. Thank you. All right, have a good day. Kevin Fitzgerald from the SEC Network. You can uh, hear his call, of course, this weekend for the LSU and Alabama game. That could be a big game in the SEC. Uh, as far as if Alabama can pull off a win there, maybe they can get back into the tournament conversation here. If they can win tonight and on Saturday, they sit at 15-10 and 10 with three wins over the, uh, you know, two of the top teams in the conference. Could be interesting. Could be interesting stuff there. So thanks to Kevin for joining us here today on The Rundown. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will have uh, the apology tour. We'll find out what that is. Also, the list this afternoon, five NFL players that need to move on from their current team. All that and a lot more in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. As always, appreciate Kevin Fitzgerald from the SEC Network for joining us here today on The Rundown. We appreciate that as always. As, um, you know, he's a busy guy, man. He's going to LSU Alabama this week. I hope Kevin's doing some baseball, too, because Kevin does a a great job with baseball, and that's something that uh, we need in our lives is more of Kevin on on the air uh, calling some stuff. So, all right, anyway, appreciate him checking us out with that. By the way, South Carolina and Georgia tip off tonight at 630. That game is on the road. So looking uh, forward to uh, catching that game, seeing if, you know, South Carolina has, they're still, in my opinion, trying to figure out some things as far as um, with Justin Manaya. You know, Justin Manaya is not, uh, is still out, going to be out for a bit, and we'll see if he can, uh, if the team can bounce back from that. You know, Kevin said something about Texas A&M and, you know, they're, they're not as bad as people think. Well, South Carolina beat them senseless, so I hate to be that guy, but um, yeah, that's kind of where that is. So, anyway, that'll be an interesting matchup tonight. Also, Clemson is at home, or on the road. They play at Pitt. Will Lemire Sims play tonight? I have not heard anything yet. Uh, It could come to us later on. I don't know for sure. We'll find out as uh, the day goes on. If not, they're going to need a big day from Trey Jemison. Can Jemison? Um, he's not going to. He's not going to score, like and do the things that Amir Sims can do. Amir Sims, I think, is one of the best players that a lot of people outside of the state of of South Carolina probably don't know much about. All right, but this guy can get after it. Uh, Jemison can, as far as going up to the uh, hitting the boards, and. If he can do that, then Clemson has a chance tonight. They really do. So we'll keep you uh, tonight up for that game. You can um, catch it right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. That game tips off at 9 o'clock tonight. As I look over my shoulder here, Clemson and Western Carolina will be are playing right now in softball. Uh, trying to get you a score update on this game right here. Clemson, it's tied at nothing in the top of the fourth inning. Western Carolina 
is up to bat. So the Tigers and Catamounts scoreless in the top of the fourth inning. The home opener, the inaugural like home opener here for Clemson at their brand spanking new softball facility. So we'll keep you up to date on that this afternoon as well. When we come back, we'll have the list. The list today is five NFL players that are on a current team that need to move on. Also, we have the apology tour later on. I'll explain to you what that is. One player trying to get back in the good graces of everyone, even though he is a complete fool. We'll tell you about that in a little bit. Now, also, don't forget, Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. He's up at uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. He'll be joining us uh, to take over the reins for me. I mean, literally, we're like a pit crew running in and out of here. Uh, Also, Teddy Hefner joins us in the mornings from 9 to noon. So you've got great local sports radio here from 9 to noon, and then, of course, from 3 to 6. Be sure to check us out here on the iHeartRadio app or, of course, on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Also, my podcast will be up this afternoon at about 5 o'clock. You can listen whenever you want. Download it, listen whenever you want. The podcast, foxsportsradio1400.com. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the list. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Strap in. It's time for the list. The list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You know, this is the time of year with free agency and all kinds of stuff here and going on with uh, the NFL. It's also like the draft time where is this person going to get drafted? Is that person going to get drafted? You know what? There's a lot of talent that's left out there. So today's list is five players that I think could probably make an impact somewhere else, but need to leave the team they're with right now. Number five. Number five, I got to go with Cam Newton for the Carolina Panthers. Now, Cam Newton isn't the guy that he was in 2015, okay, when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. He's out there bowling people over. Like, he was basically a huge running back but could also throw 60-yard bombs. I don't think he's that quarterback anymore. The Panthers are, in my opinion, in rebuilding mode. I don't think that they are going to commit to Cam Newton for the upcoming season, but to keep him in there, it's going to cost them a ton of money anyway. I don't know if he'll get back to being an MVP again. But I think he could be a serviceable quarterback somewhere else. But I think with the Panthers, he's probably going to have to move on. Number four. Number four on the list this afternoon. You know, this one's already kind of in the mix here. The Atlanta Falcons with Vic Beasley, they said they're not going to offer a new contract to the former eighth overall pick. He did have 15 and a half sacks one season, but just hasn't really been consistent. Wouldn't it be cool if he went... And went somewhere where it's like, you know what? 
We're just going to make you a situational pass rusher. And he was able to dominate like he was before. Atlanta needs a lot. They don't need Vic Beasley. Look for Vic Beasley. Obviously, he's going to move on somewhere else. But I think he'll make an impact wherever he ends up. Number three. Number three on the list this afternoon. As we move along here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. The Tampa Bay type uh, Buccaneers have a big tight end in O.J. Howard. He struggled this season under Bruce Arians' offense. But Arians, it doesn't, he doesn't really get the tight end involved very much. So, Dirk Cutter, when he was there, he did. And I think that O.J. Howard has the potential to go somewhere else. Hello, Dallas Cowboys. Be a good spot for him. Hello, Carolina Panthers. Be a good spot there, too, with Greg Olson retiring. But I think that he could be a playmaker wherever he decides to go. But uh, he is at number three on the list this afternoon. Number two. David Johnson from the Arizona Cardinals. You know, he's been dealing with injuries and a couple other things for the past couple of seasons. He was. They thought he was going to be a piece of that offense with Cliff Kingsbury. But... He's had fewer than 800 yards from scrimmage. He looks like he's still in great shape, according to reports. But I think that maybe he's going to move on. Maybe join his former coach, Bruce Arians, down in Tampa Bay. And number one. Number one on the list is Todd Gurley. You remember when everybody drafted Todd Gurley, like in the first round of their fantasy draft? And that was just, you knew that you were getting crazy, crazy stuff there. But he was sidelined late in the 2018 season. Didn't really play much in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And last season, it didn't get any better. Limited touches, 857 yards, his fewest since the 2016 season. His coach said, called himself a, quote, idiot for not getting Gurley more involved. And Gurley, of course, did not disagree. I just think he's kind of lost his focus there. Maybe he's lost... A little bit with uh, with McVeigh. It's just not quite with McVeigh anymore. A new start somewhere for him could be the way to go for Todd Gurley. The question is, is that I think people may take a flyer on him, but they're not going to give the Rams what they want. So we'll see how that works out there as he is at number one. A couple of other players that didn't quite make uh, the top five. The top five, by the way. There were so many with different players around the league. When I was putting this together, I was like, man, um, of course, the Green Bay Packers, I've said this for a while, they need to le- cut uh, 2018 second-round pick Josh Jackson. Guy barely got on the field last season. Time to let him go somewhere else. Uh, a couple other ones that are right there in the mix. Josh Norman, former Coastal Carolina player. Maybe he's a guy that can still come in and, and, and help you out in the secondary, but he played only 10 snaps in two games over the final six weeks of the season. And apparently he made some people angry in the organization. Now, he does get to play for his former coach, Ron Rivera. Can Ron Rivera basically keep him in check and keep him moving, basically? I think that's what needs to happen there for... Josh Norman, but he's a guy that I still think has some juice left. There are a couple of guys that need to retire. One of them is Philip Rivers. 
The guy's 30, what, 35, you're 38 years old now. And you could tell that age was wearing on him a little bit last season. I think he's a guy that he'll probably retire before the season starts. And another guy that might consider retiring is LaShawn McCoy. He fell out of favor midseason with Kansas City, had some fumbling issues, hasn't been, you know, really, really like uh, in the mix for a bit. But we'll see what happens with LaShawn McCoy. And one final pick here, Derek Carr from the now Las Vegas Raiders. My big thing with this guy is is that he seems like he's just unappreciated there. I don't think he can keep um, John Gruden happy. I think we've seen that. And that's just the way that it is. So if that happens, uh, I I think that he, he can go somewhere else and probably get some stuff going I'd like to see him at Tennessee, but Tennessee's got Ryan Tannenhill, who I think is a journeyman quarterback, in my opinion, and then Marcus Mariota. But, you know, if if Tom Brady decides to move on, maybe Bill Belichick may make the call and see if he can get Derek Carr. Could be interesting. We'll see how that works out as we move into the talking portion of the offseason with the NFL. If you'd like to call in and uh, chime in with this, 803-978-1832. One other big story out of the NFL, Miles Garrett has been reinstated. Yes, Miles Garrett, swing your helmet, almost crack a quarterback over the head with it, no big deal. You can get back to it. So Miles Garrett is going to get an opportunity to come back. I think that's good for him. I, just that visual, though, that they don't look at the other plays where I think the the guy was rolling up his foot and all this stuff, and Rudolph was not exactly uh, what's the term that I can use that doesn't sound bad. He wasn't exactly the the picture of sanity in that play anyway. He wasn't the picture of innocence. There we go. He was acting silly as well. By the way, there is only one original pool table store in Columbia. It's Carolina Pool Tables Plus on Two Notch Road. Others call themselves a pool table store. They can't match the original with selection, service, and prices. They've been in Columbia over a decade, offering the largest selection of true solid maple and oak pool tables in the Carolinas. Don't buy a pool table on the Internet. It's probably fake wood. You don't want any of that. Especially if you go online right now, you'll see... uh, these women trying to reenact the Super Bowl and they're trying to swing on their bed their bed rails or whatever. The bed rails are falling apart and they're falling on their head. That's the kind of wood you'll get if you don't go to Pool Tables Plus. 5717 Two Notch Road open seven days a week. 803-799-5305. Experience the difference at Carolina Pool Tables Plus. No score up at Clemson. Top of the fifth inning. Clemson and Western Carolina in softball. More of the rundown when we come back. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Update on the softball game, the inaugural women's softball game up at Clemson at their home stadium. Western Carolina has taken a one to nothing lead over the Tigers in the top of the fifth inning. Um, my next thing I've got for you here on the rundown, and by the way, the phone number to dial is 803-978-1832. Take your calls this afternoon here on the rundown as always. But this is an interesting bit here. We've got Antonio Brown. 
And what a <laughs> this guy is a guy that has just the more I, I'm just like, oh, come on, Antonio Brown, you're killing me, you're killing me, brother. So this is a guy that when he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he basically had issues with Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger called Brown out on his weekly show following a loss to the Broncos for running a bad route. After the season last year, in February 19, Brown said Roethlisberger had an owner mentality. Now what happens? This guy can't get into the league at all. He's all over the place. Lord only knows where he's going to end up. So now he's on the apology tour. This is a guy that was like, you know what? I'm going to just act completely out of my mind. I'm going to freeze my feet, which is what happened, and get blisters on them. Yeah, that happened with this guy. I'm sorry. Yes, he is. So now he's on Instagram. After he said that Roethlisberger has an owner mentality, okay, which whatever on that front. Not that I'm like the biggest fan of Ben Roethlisberger, okay? I can understand why some Pittsburgh fans call him Worthless Burger. I get that. But Antonio Brown was probably the biggest turkey of the of the year last season. All right, so this guy puts out on Twitter after he called him an owner's mentality, uh, had an owner's mentality before, quote, mostly you and a little bit of me. Yee, yee, I never realized how good I had it. Got caught up in my emotion with everyone coming after me. I really apologize for my actions sincerely, man. It's never been another connection like what we had done in the past decade. I appreciate you. Sincerely, Antonio Brown. Uh, I'm not buying any of that. I think he's just trying. I think, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if his manager or whoever, who is agent, whatever, was sending out these tweets for him because Antonio Brown has never cared about anybody but Antonio Brown. At least here in the past three years, anyway. Everything's been about Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. And people are, a lot of people have gotten sick of it. So, I thought about it today. And you know what I thought about doing? I haven't done this in a while. But, since Antonio Brown is apologizing to everybody... I thought I would dust off my Superman cape. Yes, you know about the Superman cape. I dust off the Superman cape every now and then. Just so I can help out certain people. Certain people that may not uh, realize what they've done. I think Antonio Brown's figuring it out now. But as I put my Superman cape on, and by the way, I'm a short guy, so my Superman cape like drags all over the floor. My wife gets upset because she's got to wash it because, like, I'll end up stepping on it. That's what happens. But the big thing here, I put my Superman cape on, and I'm going to tell you what you need to do, Antonio Brown. Take all this energy that you've been putting into your Instagram, okay, and all of that stuff where you're apologizing to everybody else. The NFL needs to know, and these are, by the way, the teams that are in the NFL, they need to know what you can do. So if I were you, I would go... And I would find my favorite XFL team. Yes, go and find an XFL team. 
Pick anyone you want. You can sign pretty much anywhere. And why can you do this? Because you should go to them and tell them, I will play for the league minimum because I want to be on the field so bad. Now, if you're the player that you were when you were with Pittsburgh, you will be the best player on that team, period. If you have one quarterback that can throw the ball worth anything, he's going to get the ball to you. And you will light them up like a Christmas tree. Now, you take that league minimum money and you donate it to your favorite charity. You pick out a charity, whatever. You get your nice little photo op going. Or better yet, donate it to Ben Roethlisberger's favorite charity. Get with him and tell him, look, this is how I'm trying to make ways with you. We may never play again, but this is what I want to do. So you go to the XFL, you tear it up, because that's what you'll do if you're still the same player. Then you do, you take your salary from the XFL, because let's be honest, you don't really need the money anyway. You made crazy money everywhere you've went. Okay? Take that money and then go and give it to Ben Roethlisberger's favorite charity. Now, once people have seen that, oh, and one other thing, don't do any post-game interviews. Don't do any of it. Just say, I'm letting my actions speak by what I do on the field. Try that. Less of the bad stuff, which is you talking, more of the good stuff, which is you playing on the field. Now, if you are that hard up to go, what I mean by that is, is that if you're that if you really want to be back on the football field, that's what you can do. Now I'm asking you to basically go from what now till the XFL championship, I think is in April. I think. So you go and you play for a little bit, go out there and, and, and smack some guys around that, that you, if you were back in your Pittsburgh days, you would do that anyway. Then all of a sudden, You've got people that are looking at you like, oh, wow, it's a new Antonio Brown. Now, after all of that is done, the XFL, the giving of the charity, you find your favorite reporter that you like. Better yet, you come here on the rundown, fly your butt into Columbia and come and do an entire show with me. We'll record the whole thing. We'll video it and we'll send it to every NFL team. And we'll talk about the new Antonio Brown, the Antonio Brown that just wants to shut up and play. Now, when you come in here, we'll just talk about what you did in the XFL. We'll talk about the good old days in Pittsburgh, what you did in college, whatever. But it'll be a new Antonio Brown, not my feet are frozen, not I'm acting like an idiot, none of that. Okay? That's how you fix it, Antonio Brown. You don't do it the way that you've been doing it, shouting out on Instagram to your ex-quarterback. It makes you kind of look silly. If you go to the XFL and play, though, stand by. Now, here's the other good thing. If you don't, if you don't make it for the XFL, which I'm sure there's a team that'll get you, but if you have to think about this for a little bit, go play in the CFL. The fields are wider. With the kind of player that you are, you will dominate and smoke people. It won't even be close. That's what you need to do, Antonio Brown. You got to go on the redemption tour, but you can't do it through Instagram. You got to do it out on the field. And I assure you, if you're on the XFL team and you play like you did when you were with Pittsburgh, you'll put up like Tecmo Super Bowl numbers with Christian Okoy. That's what will happen. All right, so... 
there you go. There's my my effort to try to help Antonio Brown. Hopefully, he's listening on the iHeartRadio app. If not, if you're friends of Antonio Brown and you're listening to the podcast, send it to him. Because that's the way to fix it. Absolute best way to fix it. All right, so Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk is coming up after me. Be sure to follow him on Twitter. He's at Clemson Sports. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. You can uh, check me out there. Also, special thanks to uh, Kevin Fitzgerald, who is a busy, busy man. He's all over the place. And um, going with the SEC Network. So we're looking to uh, appreciate him coming in and uh, doing some stuff with us. As uh, we move along into basketball season, of course, tonight, Clemson and Pittsburgh. That game's at 9 o'clock. We'll have that for you here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We also have uh, South Carolina playing on the road at 6.30. They will, uh, I think that game's on the SEC Network. So you can catch that on TV. Gamecocks looking to uh, get a win over Anthony Edwards and the Bulldogs. We also start Clemson baseball season. That would be on Friday. No shows here on Friday as Clemson will play Liberty. More of the rundown tomorrow. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.